0: Welcome to another episode with Expresso Podcast. Today we have a new guest, Robin. Rob, Robin, whatever you like. <laughs> um, so his background runs around fitness mainly, let's say, and a little bit of uh, minimalistic living. Uh, you've been in the UAE for about 10 years.
1: Almost 10. Yeah, almost a decade. Uh, was
0: it? Was it one of those plans where like I'll just pop by, a couple of years?
1: I think, yeah. I'm most good. of the expats. That's yeah, <laughs> and then it ends up being a decade. You're like, whoa.
0: Yeah, I think most of the people around me have been the same story. So every time you're like, so what was your plan? It's like I was like, oh, let's just pop by and then like move on, and it's been a decade. So today, um, I would like to discuss something that I've been noticing. Um, When I've been traveling to like less fancy countries, let's say, um, such as Zanzibar, which we'll be going to soon in about eight days, nine days, um, which is basically, I named it this way. I don't know if it like gets named under something else, which I called cultural and social numbness. Well. Basically, living in Dubai leads to you having a culture and social numbness. Yeah. And I noticed that when I was traveling to, for example, Zanzibar. And this also goes into another topic that I mentioned that uh, I'm going to have another guest for, which is um, being used to customer service, which is like seven stars, like seven out of five we're talking. And then the second you step out of the country and you go to another country where, like, your meal could take an hour to get ready, you start losing your mind.
1: Yeah, island life, where they're much more laid back
0: than here. Mm -hmm. So that's something I want to discuss with you because I kind of linked it with your uh, type of way and, like, the way you live. So you're saying I'm a pauper. (laughs) You don't get affected as much by the surroundings i feel like a lot of people who live in dubai do get affected by this person went to this brunch place which is new and just open we should book next week and like go um this person bought a brand new car it's like this 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 and like okay maybe I, i need to change my car now but your car is completely fine and you don't need to do anything um i've had this in my head for a while now like I've noticed it so many times with people and, and it's becoming something that's subconscious to people.
1: Always looking for the next big thing.
0: Yeah. And and the other thing on, on the other end of the topic is the main title, the numbness part, mm-hmm. where it's like we live in the tall, like we live in the country that has the tallest building. We live in the country that has the highest level of luxury. We live, we live in the country that supercars are very normal. Like, we, I hear 10 cars revving by my house, like, on a daily basis at night, and it's just, meh. Yeah, you're immune to it now. Yeah, like, you go anywhere, even if you go to Europe, and you see, like, a supercar on the gravel, and you're like, why? Why are you doing this, you know? I see them every day, but people, like, you lose that wow feeling. So, that's why we have you here today on the podcast, to express your uh, simplistic living and and how how it's been for the past 10 years for you to live here yeah did you always have that simple living life
1: idea or did it develop out of something i would say it probably developed out of something i first came uh to dubai actually interestingly enough i had never visited dubai before i moved here so that was a little bit of a risk I took. I had friends that had moved here and they were like, it's a great in place. In the same field? Uh, in the same field in health and fitness. And uh, they said, it's a great place. You can come out, you can work, the weather's good, except for the summer. And, uh, Where you run back home. Sorry? Where you run back, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, And yeah, it seemed like a. I. I. To be honest, I'd been looking to maybe emigrate somewhere. I was kind of had itchy feet. I wanted to a little change up my shake up my life a little. Let's go back a step to where
0: your like roots extend. Like where you
1: Yeah, okay. So oh yeah. Like uh, I'm half Scottish, half Dutch. Mum's Scottish, dad's Dutch. Born in Holland. Uh moved to Scotland when I was around one and a half. So you don't hear any Dutch in the accent, just Scottish. Maybe you need to put subtitles even for even for me. Um, so, it's up, okay. It's, yeah. it's a bit dimmed it's, down. It's a little bit dimmed down. It's become more international since moving to Dubai.
0: No Scotsman can get rid of
1: their. No, they can't. No, especially if you get drunk or angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, moved. To, no, I stayed in Scotland for most of my life up till around 26. I was the manager of quite a large uh, gym chain. It was a gym chain called Pure Gym in Aberdeen, which is the northeast of Scotland. And I was really, I felt like, okay, this would be a good job to have if you were like 45 and had a family because I had such a routine at that point, like Monday to Friday, nine to five. I really felt like I needed to shake things up a little bit. So I had some friends that had moved to Dubai about a year or two years earlier so I reached out to them they said it's a great place to live you know there's lots of opportunities so put out the CV and uh, ended up getting a job initially uh, came across big shock to the system like totally different I hadn't even been here on holiday before so everything was like the buildings going down Sheikh Road you know and the, interestingly enough... Pretty jungle. I swear, yeah. And interestingly enough, um, what I found very kind of strange was going down Shakeside Road and all, um, in amongst all these skyscrapers and then on the first night being dropped off in an accommodation in Alcoz. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, is this... That's the expectations were here, and they yeah. just like boom, straight to the bottom, yeah. And then we got moved again eventually, but it was uh, it was just so different to being in Scotland, where everything's green, it's village life, you know, the you know everybody in the town, you know. So it's a, a lot of sunshine, a lot of rain, yeah, a lot of bad weather. Um, but it was just a stark contrast, um, in comparison to kind of what you might call, I would I would call it normal life. I would call maybe Dubai the yeah, Dis- Disneyland for adults. What was normal to you, basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what was it the first thing you did when you moved to? So I first moved here, I, pr- I won't mention the, the name of the company, but I came here to become a gym manager of a large-scale gym company. You probably know which one. Um, And at first I said... Guys, I want to. I want to go on the gym floor. Let me do like three months of personal training, so I can understand how um, the gyms work, how the personal training, how the vast population. Exactly, I wanted to. I wanted to understand the culture. It's just fitness, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and just see like what's it like being on the gym floor, like how is it to be a personal trainer? It's good to be able to understand that if you want to lead them. I sat down in the first meeting on the first day, and I was like, I've made a mistake. Yeah. So, basically, and I'm not blaming the managers, but in the meeting, the only thing they talked about was money. Yeah, how many packages have been sold? How many conductions have you done? you've not you've not conducted numbers, enough numbers, numbers, yeah. numbers so you've not conducted enough sessions. Get your clients to come in more every week. and obviously, they want to just hit their own bonuses. they want to hit their own targets. But for me, coming from a, like i when I was managing the gym in Aberdeen, obviously we had to stick to our numbers. But at the same time, we were thinking, what's the customer experience like? You know, are are, are the clients of our we'll training on the quality? Yeah, are are them. our clients losing body fat? Are they gaining muscle tissue? Who's the member of the month? You know, and so it was just a real wake-up call for me. And hey, it's more who's the number one selling and uh, inductions? Like yeah, yeah. Um, number one PT. Exactly. Yeah, and some of them would do like twelve sessions a day, and I was like you cannot give each individual client their own session and their own lifestyle protocols when you're doing 12 sessions a day. I think they were literally running the same session from 6am till 6pm. Give the same program. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that was the first, yeah, I actually left after six weeks. Oh, damn! they didn't even process my visa fully. Uh, I remember I woke up one morning and I I missed the alarm and we were doing some special course to learn more about the brand and become a better brand ambassador. And it was like the third day of this course. And I just, because I'd woken up late and I was a bit sleepy, I was like, I I can't do this anymore. I tried, I don't like quitting. So I I gave the uh, regional manager a call who hired me and I said, I'm not coming in today and uh, I'm not coming in anymore. (laughs) (laughs) so uh, that was that that was how I first got there yeah
0: and then moving forward you just went into I think bt more
1: yeah so um cut a very long story short I left I started coaching my own clients um I actually not many people probably know this because it was such a long time ago I did a a natural bodybuilding competition. I've seen the pictures. You've seen the pictures? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, because my friend suggested it to me, it's not really my scene, but he was like, you know what, if you do this, you get great pictures and you win some medals, it's going to bring you clients. Credibility. Credibility, clients, and you'll be in the pipeline straight away. So I said, fair enough. So I worked really hard over those like three months to get myself in shape picked up a couple of wins in this competition, shaved the legs, and you know how hard that must be for me. And... uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Too many, yeah. Um, And then uh, managed to pick up some clients, and I was kind of what maybe expats would call doing the visa run for a little while. So just heading across to Oman and coming back. Yeah. Um, And then... I was doing a lot of networking at the time, and I think by now mentioning the networking, by now I am think
0: you're pretty connected with the whole fitness uh, scene in Dubai.
1: Nowadays, yeah, I'm am an old timer. Yeah, know. I'm past it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we we would I go to networking meetings, and then I found out oh, you can actually start your own business here, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that before. I thought as an expat, you just work work for companies. So me and four other guys we opened a trade license together, but we still operated our own coaching. Literally, we'd meet up once a year, we'd pay our uh, percentage of the trade license and then go our separate ways again, do our own visa, coaching. Visa basically, I think you did that or was it just... For the trade license and visa. So you would pay for the trade license and then you do the one-off payment for the visa uh, initially. This is for anyone looking to... I think I'm pretty sure nowadays
0: everybody's aware of Dubai. It's, it's, it's like this. Yeah. They make it overnight. You'll have your business. Have your business up. Post COVID, like where everybody. Because Dubai
1: recovered way faster. Than, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very smart actually opening up that quickly. Yeah. And then yeah, we started doing the the the, the freelance coaching, and from there it's it's been helping people get fit and healthy and live a uh, fulfilled life as much as possible in Dubai. So how did you get to the
0: minimalistic part of living?
1: So uh, I did everything that you could probably want to do in Dubai in the first maybe two years. And also my locations were literally from the prime locations going into the most kind of suburban locations. So yeah, yeah, first uh, six months was uh, JBR, shared accommodation. It was so nice to go down to the beach every day and get your coffee. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, it's getting a little bit, I'm forking, forking, yeah, and forking out quite a lot just for a room, you know. Back, I think back in 2014, it was the prices were some of the highest at that point, rental prices. So it was like five and a half K just for a room, not not even your own uh, bathroom. Um, Five and a half? Yeah, five and a half K
0: right <laughs> yeah, now
1: exactly so that was when it was really at its peak and then I decided okay I'll I'll, uh, I'll go a little bit further out so I ended up in Marina but I think these
0: situations were more of people who don't have the visas and cannot or like don't have a stable
1: job where they can pay for rent and they're not exactly. credible enough exactly and just kind of getting your foot in the door in Dubai kind of and you kind of want to be in the tourist areas at that time then it was Marina then it was Al-Barsha then it was City of Arabia, which is like Majan, near uh, the bit, the less fancy bit of uh, what, where the farm is, yeah. And then lastly, and currently, in Town Square. So really, like, gone further and further out as the years have gone by. But it's nice because you have a little bit of peace. So I feel like it's my peaceful village. You know, I I go back to my peaceful village in the evening, and then I come into your me. crazy day, and then you just uh, I don't know how do they say it, cocoon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I love Times Square. It's such a, like, community vibe there, you know. So
0: you've, let's say, for two years, you've, let's say, lived the fancy life in Dubai?
1: Yeah, for two years, I was maybe going out for dinners and brunches. Everything was new, exciting, trying the jet skis and everything like that. And and coming from a background of being a very outdoorsy person in Scotland this was all new and exciting and big dopamine rush, you know, like to see all these exciting things in Dubai. But then I think slowly but surely your kind of true self kind of starts to manifest again. So I started feeling the desire to have a bit more quietness or feeling the desire to be out of the city more, you know, and that takes time. Or was it just you getting old? Partially, probably. That's part That's part and part because cause
0: i'm getting there as well Ho- sit at home first sit at home or get out the city i like or... think twice before heading out to absolutely to, like, yeah you have the energy
1: drink. when you're young right yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but then
0: th- this is where I'm, where i'm saying like did you feel the numbness and it like kind of re- reminded you like all of this doesn't matter like i don't care about the fancy stuff i don't care about the brunches and you're like, okay, I'm going to take a step back and kind of take it back and just live simpler than the rest of uh, Dubai's population.
1: Yeah, I guess um, a big part of that probably, I mean, you know, Dubai, it's such a stimulating city. It's so much stimulus all the time. I, When I speak to friends back at home, I'll say to them, literally, time goes five times faster. In Dubai, than it does. I think in we countries. also develop a, a time blindness. Yeah, like I know, like here, an example I would use is back in Scotland. If if we booked a holiday to Greece, and it was like ten weeks away, you'd literally be counting down the weeks: nine weeks to go, eight weeks yeah. to go, seven weeks to go. Here, you're like, oh, I mean, I've got a holiday in two days, and i have not we, packed When yet. did we plan the trip for Zanzibar? Zanzibar? I mean, about a month, like six, two months, three months ago. Here we are. Here we we're are. Like- we're like, uh, I haven't <laughs> I haven't filmed a suitcase yet, you know, like so. And and you leave it to the last minute because there's so many other things to deal with, or social engagements, or. Wh- I'm running on a notebook now. Like I have a to do list every day because otherwise I'll, I'll miss- just forget things or you leave it to the side, and that's another thing that I always say to my friends as well. Like in say the UK, you might have. Two, three, maximum four situations in the day. And when I mean situations, I'm like, okay, you go to the gym, then you go to work, then you maybe get a few groceries, and then you're home and the door's locked by like six thirty p.m. In Dubai, you might have eight or nine situations in the day. You catch up with a friend for coffee before you go to the gym. Then you go to the gym. Then you go to work. Then you have a quick meeting with someone in the IFC. And then you decide to go for a movie with your partner in the evening, you know? And that's why I feel time just goes, whoosh, you, you know? Because literally, you're trying to push things into a day and you have to often, like, put it into the next day or the next week because you don't have enough time. That's That's been happening to me a lot recently. Like, I
0: schedule so many things throughout the day um, and I'm just like, how it's either how did I fit them? Yeah. Or, like... Crap, I missed a couple of things where they were important, more important than the other things that I did, for example.
1: And did you notice, I don't know if if you noticed this as well, but I find a lot of the stuff I was doing before COVID, now since like three years down the line, I'm like, how did I have the energy to do all that stuff? You know? Like before COVID, we used to do so much things, you know? And then at, since COVID, it's like, I've done three things and I'm like, okay, I'm going home and I'm going to lock the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think we got that, that one year that we had of, of doing nothing did leave an effect on us. I think, I'm sure we it did. did. I'm sure yeah, it did. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Um, so linking it back to our trip to Zanzibar, like when I went last year, we went without you guys so that you guys have a group and you guys go every year, mm-hmm. uh, we had our own little group and, and like, uh, we rented scooters, we were on the island. Um, their entire life's just hakuna matata, yeah. like, and and I love it. I mean, I have nothing against it, but I need some getting used to. It does, yeah. It um, does. I've lived in Canada. I've mentioned this before, and I mentioned it earlier as well. Like, you you don't have one piece of produce or milk or any kind of product that you need to buy from the grocery. It's you need to go for a walk. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you take the bus here you just pick up your phone yeah get on the app and this is what i mean by cultural and and social numbness like like it becomes a normal thing where if you get out of here you're like oh this is abnormal yeah but it's the entire world yeah we're like, the abnormal ones yeah like europe canada like everywhere you you go get the thing that you need absolutely we don't have any of these things that like when i when i even first moved to canada i, I went into depression Aside from not having friends and everything and just living my life back here. But I was like, God damn, I was spoiled as hell. I'm like, and I liked it. I loved every part of it. I loved living there. I loved, um, eventually, I mean, um, school was like six traffic lights away from my house. And like, let's say in the morning, it'd be freezing cold. My parents would drop me. And then on the way back, I just walk back, pick up my sister after three traffic lights. And then the next sister, sister... from kindergarten, and then we just walked back, and that was like the most beautiful thing. Like during the summer, I was outdoor all the time. Here, this doesn't exist, especially with the new generation. Yeah. They don't even know what outdoors is like. Exactly. I mean, I get it. By the time school is done, the outdoors doesn't help. Yeah. But um it's just a different life. Oh, it's a, uh, Yeah.
1: It's a hundred percent different, and I I almost can uh, compare. Dubai summer to like Canada or Scotland winter, you feel a little bit trapped inside because you can't, you can't do anything after 9am and you cannot do anything, uh, and you can only do something maybe after like 5, 6pm and even in August, you still like, it's so humid. You don't even want to do anything in the morning or the evening, yeah. you know, so it's such a the second Yeah, I swear <laughs> yeah you feel like you're breathing in water, you know, it's horrible. Um, but another thing that's very interesting to me, and maybe you found this as well in Canada, was um, we severely drop our activity levels compared to Scotland, Canada. I think I've had a lazy day in Scotland and I'll look at my smartwatch and I've got like 15,000 steps. Yeah, yeah. I think I've had a busy day here and I'll look in the evening and 3,500 steps. And a lot of people who have been used to living here
0: and they move to Canada, they gain weight. Mm. I don't know how I lose weight. Yeah, because you get on the bus, you reach your destination, but your destination is not at the bus stop. No, you still need to go for a good walk.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And it's nice. Like this is this is how just life is there, and there's a routine. Um, I think the issue here is there is no infrastructure for that. We have the transport, we have the public transport, but it's. Mo- I think the country is way overpopulated that the trans public transport cannot accommodate to some level. Yeah, um, and it was recently developed to the point that most of us just got used to driving a car around.
1: Yeah, and I think the city's built for cars because yeah, to
0: and 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 the other thing you mentioned is our time passes like this. Mm. If you don't have the routine where, like, you get in the car, you know, your car will get you there in half an hour. Transportation will get you there in an hour. Absolutely. So a lot of people cannot. Um, you don't want to waste time. that, yeah, or you feel like you don't want to waste time. It's not a waste of time, yeah. but yeah. if you just get your routine right, then you'll you'll get it right. Um, but again, the other thing is is the money spending, um, the um, the showing off. The like I said, it's a subconscious thing. Absolutely. Um, like this is why I recently like just stopped going out. I stopped um, most of my purchase now. Is just gear, literally, like as you like can the new
1: light you have here, yeah. Which brand is it? <laughs> um,
0: like, I look, I'm like, okay, I'll make money. I'm not going to go spend it on a brand. I don't I don't care anymore. Yeah, I think I've, re- I've reached that point of realization. Yeah,
1: I don't need a logo on here, you know? It's a t-shirt. Yeah, a t-shirt's yeah. a t-shirt, you know?
0: It's keeping you warm or keeping you covered, whatever it is. Um, but it's just that thing. Like, I see, for example, so many people, let's say they're rich expats coming here because, um, but I don't even know how they feel you know what I mean? Because, for example, in their country, they were like, wow, mm-hmm. everybody big looks at Big fish in a small pond. Yeah, and now they're coming here, like, okay, they're living the same way, yeah. maybe they're saving more money because, like, less taxes or whatever, but I don't think yeah. they feel as happy as they used to be with while spending their money there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. that's a thing, like, I'm, sometimes I'd be driving and I'm just like, you know, like, you pass by these uh, big showrooms, fancy cars, and all these kind of things, and and it's like so many of them and cars just strolling by you, like the fanciest cars. And you're just like, this has become very normal for me. Absolutely. And you even, may not be driving one. No. But
1: it's there on the it's street. It's very normal. Yeah. 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 Even when you hear a car with the big exhaust going past, like. Like your, your brain is just like, it's just another car. Yeah. Or if anything, I don't look in admiration. I'm just like, what a knob. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to do that? You know? So but no, I know what you mean. And i in I've one thing that I found um quite challenging in Dubai initially at least was was meeting other people or finding other people who um were maybe looking for a bit more of a minimalistic life or they like to get out into nature and hike mountains or go across to fijirah and it sp- is
0: blowing up more now I it's think blowing people, up more people I think people are coming to the realization their life is becoming meaningless
1: it's a bit yeah maybe it's a bit shallow or whatever and they feel there's something missing and they're not getting it from the weekly brunches. they're not getting it from the waking up with the hangover waking up with the hangover days not- and that it's a great thing that that is a as you said a trend that's that's becoming Disney. uprising because it will make people happier.
0: And the other thing is is the government is reacting to that as well.
1: Yeah. Dubai fitness challenge. Hiking you know. tracks. Yeah. Uh
0: Fujera, for example. A lot of activities in Fujera now. Yeah. is having a lot of activities. They've done it great, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have you have things that are going around. Um but I think people are coming to the realization, I think more so I think whenever you go out and you see someone partying, it's more of the fresh blood. Yeah, rather than the people who've when been you're here an for old timer like us, yeah, like, yeah. like someone who's been here, like like I remember when Business Bay was just flat ground. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking at pictures today, and I'm like, I've seen this. I was here when Business Bay was a flat ground. Yeah, um, I've been here when Burj Khalifa wasn't there. I've been here when the Metro wasn't there. Um, like you see a lot of things, and and, and everyone's like, wow, look at this and look at that. I'm like, you yeah, haven't seen it without this. Yeah, yeah. like these guys, like this country's been to a lot of through a lot of uh, progress. Yeah. But at the same time, it has built expectations to
1: whoever lived here for too long that they will not find anywhere else. Well, I uh, I have friends or people that I've met that would say things like, back before the Palm was built or back before JBR was built, you could literally go f- snorkeling or freediving off the coast and do some spear fishing. you know? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch some fish, barbecue at night. And that was that kind of simplistic outdoorsy before lifestyle. Before kite beach, before and, kite beach, yeah. And but I think then, as you say, Dubai built the infrastructure really fast. Forgot maybe forgot a little bit about the other side of it, the the more kind of holistic side, the natural side. But as you say, they're they're dealing with that now. They're starting to put in the infrastructure for you know. The nature trails and all that kind of thing. So for that, we we have to commend the the government for that because they're doing a lot towards it. You know.
0: And where, like, after the ten years of living here, um, how did you see? Like, did you try? How was the transition? Let's say because you said two years you were having the brunches, living the life,
1: and then there's a, there's a transition stage, and I guess. You are also in a unique perspective because you've also emigrated. Yeah, Some people have never emigrated before, so they've always kind of lived uh, life slightly more comfortably. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually have a friend who's uh, just moved to Dubai, I think last September. Mm-hmm. And I I, I try to help him quite a lot, you know, like if I have any leads, he's a personal trainer as well. If, uh, if I have any leads, I'll pass them on to him. Or um, I'll give him a little pep talk if he's done. By the way, that's mm. something you don't see in the UK.
0: What's that? Help.
1: Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody
0: yeah. will get out of their way
1: to help you. No, it's, uh, I think that's a Western thing, to be honest. I think in the Middle East, like, it's more personable to help each other, you know? So, yeah, he's and just... And getting used to the, the multicultural... Yeah, uh, tolerance. Tolerance for all cultures. And... Um, so I was kind of, yet yeah, not taking him under my wing, but I'm just trying to help him because literally he he sometimes says like, why are you giving me all these leads? I'm like, because I know how it feels. Yeah. I know that first year, 18 months, two years can be very uncomfortable. Yeah. There was times in my first year, year and a half, especially it will hammer you down. Yeah. When when I quit after six weeks, I literally was thinking in my head, like I'll just have to get a flight back to Scotland. Yeah. And funnily enough, um, a girl that I knew back in Scotland, I I knew she'd moved to Dubai, but I'd never talked to her or met her when when I had moved. I randomly bumped into her at JBR Beach. I was telling her the situation, and she literally saved my Dubai life uh, because she said, listen, Rob, you've been throwing it to the bottom of this bag of shit, basically. You know, like, life in Dubai can be quite enjoyable. It can be quite comfortable. It'll take time. You just went with the wrong company. Many people first come to Dubai and end up in the wrong company. And if you just stick in there and work hard, then opportunities will present themselves to Yeah. And I took her word for it and i swear like i'm like she probably doesn't even know this but like uh thanks rachel you know like uh, she literally saved my dubai uh, yeah. uh when, like, so you know.
0: the, here the more that you network the more you, like this is an advice for whoever is uh planning on moving fresh blood planning to move to dubai network network for network sure A yeah. lot. Uh don't be scared it might be intimidating to move um from your comfort zone to, to Dubai, uh, it is intimidating in Dubai. It is seeing all the, let's say, successful people, all the big guys come here and you're like, where do I fit in the picture? Absolutely. You'll, you'll make something out of it.
1: Absolutely, and, and there's there's plenty of pie. You can have your slice of pie and- um, Might not be big at the beginning, but- But it grows, yeah. As your network grows, it grows. And I think if if you can maintain your authentic self, that helps as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I find this such an attractive trait in a person. I don't mean like, oh, I fancy them, you know, but an attractive trait in a male or a female when they are so content with themselves that they don't feel the need to... Try and be alpha, or try and show that show that show off. You know when I, I I always know exactly when I'm talking to Mustafa, or whether I'm talking to the way that Mustafa's trying to present himself to the world. And if I feel like I'm speaking directly to Mustafa, it's such a nice feeling, and I feel so like I can warm to the person very quickly. But when I feel that they're putting on a persona, like I'll quickly retreat. You know. Uh. Uh, It's very attractive quality uh, to to have in a person. A lot of people notice that about me. Like, you gave it as an example, but
0: a lot of people immediately get relaxed and and open up to me. Um, Tell you all their problems. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, I get your point. I think this uh, pretty much concludes today's episode. Just a piece of advice to whoever is trying to change their life around or trying to move out from where they are if anyone's watching us from abroad um you're more than welcome to move to dubai um we welcome you, you don't have to have i mean a well planned out plan i'm not telling you come completely blind eyed like have a plan have some kind of structure it might not work out in the first couple of weeks months maybe up to a year but it works out eventually.
1: Yeah, I think after, it's a different culture here. It's a different culture. You have to get used to it. Even for me, I remember back in the day, it would be like someone c- came late for sessions. It used to bother me so much. Now I'm like, God, 10, 15 minutes. You know, like.
0: And and the topic does sound a little bit negative, the so- cultural and social numbness, but it's just... I want to mention it to the people here in Dubai to kind of have them realize it on an earlier note rather than when it's too late down the line. Absolutely. Where you wasted your time, spent the money wrong places and and just went like, oh, I could have
1: done otherwise. I heard a really interesting statistic that uh, uh, I think it was like 40% of expats leave Dubai in a worse financial state than they come. So do not go down that route. Yeah. Do not go down that route.
0: That's the thing. This is just an episode to make you realize you don't need to have a fancy car to move around. You don't need to have a fancy life. Just realize that you're living comfortably. There's no stress of of, um, extra things that you don't need. Uh, And I do tend to go down the rabbit hole myself where I'm like, oh, I'm not making enough. Mm. Um, I wanna buy this thing, I wanna buy that thing. And then I'm like- Do you need it? I'm comfortable. I have a roof on top of my head. I have food on the table. Um, I'm living okay. Maybe more than okay. Yeah. And that's when they say your worst enemy is yourself. Where you put yourself down. You think you're not doing well enough, but you're actually exceeding your limits without realizing it. Absolutely. So this is it for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next episode.